Welcome to Courageous Conviction. Remember that Jeff and I record each Saturday five episodes. So please hit the like button, subscribe so you catch all five episodes. We usually start out with one theme or topic. We have to go down a lot of rabbit holes to really understand it. Some things are more sensitive than others right now, what's going on in the world. So hit this, hit the like button, subscribe, and let's jump in to this video. Section 88 type of videos today, right? Where this is the knowledge of the world. Anyway, Jeff, so what are your comments on this? What, 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 what he has to say here? Christ loved and did not condemn. And I appreciate your comments, um, bud. So, Jeff, what, what do you want to say here? God has a standards, but I think, too, these are things that, that we need to teach us how to love everyone. Well, and I think that that's a very important um, comment there. And yeah. I think that we, you know, are trying to live that rule. It, it's a commandment to love our neighbor. And it, it doesn't mean love our neighbor unless we don't agree with them. You know, so. It also doesn't you know, mean tell, tell your neighbor what they want to hear, just make them feel good. Sure. That's not no, we, we, I think we got to be able to be, we have to have freedom of speech. You know, um, I don't think that means we need to go out and offend people and say things to people to hurt their feelings. Um, you know, I, I, I think when it comes to, especially to the gospel, being inclusive and inviting people into the church, no matter what is, is number one. I think there is some skepticism that we have to kind of have, and there's some righteous judgment, um, and what's going to be safe for, you know, the congregation and for our kids, for ourselves, you know, what is the motivation behind, you know, you know, not just everybody is going to be coming in that has a different, you know, political viewpoint. Um, so I, I think we still need to look to Christ and be inclusive and allow people to come to church and to go through the process of repentance. We're not going to start preaching a different gospel. You know, we're gonna we're not gonna stop te teaching and preaching repentance, and you know, baptism by immersion, and we're not gonna uh, start doing things that would conflict with that, if you know what I mean. So, you know, I think it was really good what what this gentleman said, what he had to say. Uh, uh, here, our, go, ahead. go ahead. Here's here's here the next the next comment down right. And this is kind of, I think, where I'm going with the people are going to jump. Now, now look, now look at this extreme we're going to go to. Appreciate all comments. And this is not, I'm not even going to mention the name of the person um, in this one, because I, I don't want, just for what's been said here, okay? And we'll try our best to try to explain that gospel principle here, right? But it, there's obviously um, a, a, a bit of a lacking in understanding the gospel, the doctrine. Here it says, but if a guy feels like a girl and wants to be accepted as a girl, I will not hurt her feelings. This could be my daughter, born to me as a son. I will happily accept her as she is, and the church must learn how to handle it. Sorry, you know, that's going a little bit too far even for me. So I I, I get it. You know, I, I get the whole idea that we they want to make sure that, uh, you know, having a 
you know, an, an alive daughter is better than a dead son kind of thing. Um, but are we compromising truth, you know, with that statement? Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, every parent has to cross that bridge. I think there's a lot of parents that are out there that have made choices based on people that promote transgenderism um, in the medical community and 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 psychologists and psychiatrists that are coming out and and using these you know really not really founded ideas you know i mean well, there's no science only, behind this at all no science they're claiming so but i i agree well, with you okay I mean, corrupted science <laughs> you can come up with any peer-reviewed study and have that become science you know and and but it's not true so if they're all coming i mean mutilation of a child it's wrong. It shouldn't happen. Um, using, you know, hormones that aren't meant for, you know, the sex of that child biologically, just to, to stunt their, you know, maturity. Where's wrong. that following the word of wisdom? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that's really well defined there, you know, but I would think that there's going to be something wrong there. You know, I, I would think that maybe you're right. Maybe there's something... Um, eventually down the road that the word of wisdom would have to discuss, you know, or, and have to talk about. But it's it's still, as a parent, let them grow up. You know, if if you have a child that's uh, that's got issues, love them, and um, you know, take them to the right psychologists. Hey, hey, take I got them to I the got, right doctors. I got to interject here, Jeff. We don't let our children grow up. We teach our children how to become responsible yeah. adults. Sure. Okay? And that's that's the problem right here with that. The other is, and I'm not trying to bag on this. What, what, what I meant by that, though, is letting them grow up, not by using, you know, drugs and 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 medical alterations, you know, not by mutilating. I got you. You know, that, that's what I'm talking about. Let them grow up, you know, the way they grow up, you know, through teaching them, through loving them, through... You know, and then when they get to be old enough and they're out on their own and they've got to make those decisions because they're still stuck on that idea, you know, they're going to make their own decisions and we should still love them, you know. Um, yeah, I love my daughter. I love my daughter. I'm sure you do. But, but she wanted to influence her siblings. Right. Right. And, and you know, she was battling against me when I became, I came back active. And so she was going to put that influence up, that whole woke influence up this was early on in the woke days it's been about 10 years ago now and this How has been around for a while she is probably 33 34 right yeah and um i had to come to a conclusion that i couldn't have that influence around my other five siblings now one of them my oldest daughter keeps in touch with her and so forth right and they do things but i i i've had to come to the conclusion i just had to tell her look here's the standard we love you. You're more than welcome to be here with us. But it, here's the standard. If you're not going to do that and you're going to and you want to influence your brothers and sisters, then you've become an enemy to the house and I have to cast you out. Or in other words, I have to say until you you live that standard, I am responsible as a father here. Remember, these children are not our children. They are father's children. They were given to us to rear to help them fulfill their measures here on this earth. There are little brothers and sisters. You want to get technical about it, mm -hmm. right? Now we can be a family unit together 
how that works. Well, that all get worked out later, but they're individuals too, right? They're going to go on their own progression. That's the idea. Our responsibility is to get them on that path. Remember, Joseph and his first presidency were reprimanded in DNC, and I don't remember exactly where it's at now. I have to go pull my scriptures and open that up. But they were reprimanded, whatever section it is, um, for failing to not lead and guide their families as they were supposed to be, right? It's a responsibility we have. So when we say here, I, I, I urge this, this, this writer, this writer, um, that they read the family proclamation. Gender identity was given to us in the pre-existence. Yeah. If somebody is going to say that God made a mistake, then you'd, I'd have to say that you really need to strengthen your testimony a little differently and get to know your, our Heavenly Father a little better. Because yeah. he doesn't make those mistakes. He cannot make the mistakes or he ceases to be God. And, and I encourage you, I re refer you to Alma 42, chapter 42. Read the entire chapter to, to, to those listening. And that's going to give you a huge understanding of between the law of the compassion, right? The law, law of, of mercy and the law of justice. And that's going to explain a lot what's taking place today. And really, it's kind of funny because it explains this. It explains how we need to be to deal with people and how we should judge people. Then the very next chapter, boom, we get into the war chapters and how we defend ourselves against the, the full-on barrage later, right? And there's principles in there. I'm not talking about wars picking up your weapons, and it may get to that one day. We hope it doesn't, but we fortify our homes first. We have to fortify things first, and that's all another topic we're going to do. But anyway, so I just suggest this this brother or sister, I don't know who, because the, 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 the name they're giving here is one that just really doesn't want to be addressed, it looks like, and, and that's okay. Please, there, there's four thumbs up on that one too. So looks to be to be a member of the church, but I'm just going to have to say, unfortunately, you're still growing in your understanding of that doctrine, right? And I'm not saying you don't love, but gender identity is from the pre-existence. And no matter what we try to do here on earth to change that, it won't change that, right? And, 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 and you can change your body parts, but the way your mind thinks, the way your body works, you know, for the most part, that does not change in right. masculine and in feminine, right? It's just the estrogen. Well, and the, whole, the whole suicide thing too, you know, the suicide thing that where transgender biological males that, you know, um, become transgender, they, they have a higher suicide rate. I, I'm not sure what the females are. And that's sad. That's sad because we don't want them dying in their sins. And I think that's something else the church is trying to do, right? I don't think we want them dying in this sin. Well, I'm not so sure that, you know, that the statistics are really in favor of, you know, um, of changing over and changing your sex. And people don't really get any gratification out of it. You know, there might be a few of them, but I think, you know, a lot more, a significant percentage does come out and regret, you know, having changed their sex if they've actually had surgeries. So yeah, there's, but, there's a lot of them now that are coming out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because there's, you know, there's, you know, the, the, it, it hasn't been that long ago that this started happening, you know, the surgeries anyway. And so now we have, you know, people that are coming back and 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 saying, hey, I wish I hadn't have done it. So, you know, you d definitely don't want a child to have to come back and say, I wish my parents hadn't, you know, allowed me to do this. But it really comes down to the whole thing, having, you know, no, no condemnation, 
you know, from our part, you know, I think that we have to kind of learn how to navigate that. Yeah, we don't have a right to condemn. The now, we do have to make judgment calls, but we don't have the right to condemn anybody, you know. Look, look, Jeff, if people condemned us 20 years ago, you know, where would we be today? Well, right? well, see, that's it. The thing was, is that, you know, we both left the church and we left the church, you know, and kind of bought into this whole socialist idea, at least I did. Uh, and, and, you know, the way society was and kind of, kind of took that on as being, you know, this is the way it is. This is the best way. This is the most humane way. This is, this is better than, than God. Yeah. You know, I've been into that too for a while. Mm -hmm. You know, when I did my motorcycle trip, you know, I left the U.S. and I said, hey, I'm leaving. I'm against war and I'm going to go to Costa Rica where there's no army and and they have free medicine and it's just going to be wonderful, you know. <laughs> and I had lived there before and and uh, and and that's what I wanted to do. I, I just figured I was never going back to the States. I got on that motorcycle and, uh, you know, that one finger in the air as I was leaving the country and say, hey, see you later, pal. One, that one, 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 number one. Yeah, yeah, one of those. <laughs> yeah, but um, but you know, after living in Costa Rica for a decade and realizing that, hey, that's that that social socialized living or government wasn't all that that it was cracked up to be. You know, when I got my my hernia operation, for example, I was good. The doctor goes, "Hey, uh, a friend of mine," and uh. He was a U.S. born doctor that had, he was probably the only guy that ever passed a medical board in Costa Rica because you have to do it in Spanish. It's brutal. And he goes, man, you're going to have to get operated on like really soon. And I'm not telling you because I wanted your money. I'll do it for free. But you're going to have to have this operated on. And I said, well, you know, I'm not on the wait list. I mean, I'm on the wait list for I mean, it's going to be at least three months before they get to me. And he goes, well, you won't make it. I'm like, what? And so I had a, a little taste of reality. It's like, do you want to die or do you want your free medicine? I'm like, I think I'd rather pay. So I paid and I'm still alive. You know, um, I don't think he was exaggerating. Uh, you know, it, it, you know, it was just one of those things that um, it didn't work out really well. You know, when I started living in that country for a long time, I love Costa Rica. I married, you know, a Costa Rican. Um, and we have, you know, kids that speak Spanish, speak but, um, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, the thing is, is that I, I was kind of happy to come back to the States after a decade, you know, and I had lived in Costa Rica before I knew what I knew what I was getting into and I love Costa Rica. I love going back. You know, I like to travel, still love motorcycles. But it was a lesson, you know, that I had to learn. You know, the the ideas that the world has aren't always accurate. Most of the time, they're not. Coming back to church was the best thing I ever did. Yeah, me too. Um, me too. Even, even through the struggles right now, it, it's still, you know, I I know what the I know what the past the pastor looks like out there. Right? It's not any greener. Yeah. And and I tell you, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like we were talking this morning. You know, we've gone through some trials. My wife and I have. Our family has, especially mm -hmm. with all the moves in Ecuador locked down every year. The natives would rise up and shut the country down. And, you know, it, it was all part of the game, right, to suspend their constitutional rights. And it just got frustrating starting a business and you, you can't run your business. You know, it's like I had business startup and then flop. 
the, the rule of law never held up. It was frustrating for us in both Costa Rica and Ecuador. Now there's some beautiful areas and we have the best friends of our, of our lives, you know, really close friends in both countries. Right. Yeah. And we met yeah. there, right. Yeah. You and I and your wife, we all met there. In fact, we've told us before your wife and you were the ones that set my wife and I up on, on that first date. Right. Where I was speechless yeah. the whole time. <laughs> anyway, that's a whole other yeah. stuff. That's I remember story. that. Hey, let's jump into this one. I'm, I'm just going to jump into this part here. So a few months ago, a few months ago, a girl in her grade asked another girl to be her girlfriend. When she said no, she was bullied and called a homophobe. This guy that I know, he knows his daughter well. And he was, they were talking recently, apparently. He's written some more and explaining it beforehand. And she had only talked about the boys that she likes. She likes boys, right? And she had a daughter that's now apparently lesbian. And here's what he says. But when she was asked to be the other girl's girlfriend, the same one that bullied the other one, apparently, she said yes to avoid being bullied as well as the other girl, right? The fear is that what else might they be willing to do to keep from just being bullied? That's the coercion. That's that's what you're seeing take place. It's almost a bullying that's taking place on a social level. And I feel it is crept into the church with mm-hmm. some bishops, right? And some leaders just to keep things safe. It's almost creating this for the people. There was another comment I read before. I couldn't find it. Said that, you know, those of us have been in church a long time and tried to keep these. We want to maintain these normal doctrinal teachings we've had all these years. All of a sudden, we're the ones now being asked to keep quiet and to step aside so that we can accept this new ideology in the church. And it's frustrating to me what the person said. And, And I wanted to get back to the person and just say, Cling to the testimony, cling to the Book of Mormon right now. Don't let go of the iron rod. You know, that's that's it's it's gonna work out. We're gonna mm-hmm. get through this. There's a reason things are taking place right now. And just look at it this way: the longer the temple doors can stay open, the more people can receive that covenant, right? And the day is coming. These wars, rumors of wars. I mean, we're we could be on the brink or now of a civil war in the US, right? If not that, we're definitely at raising the bar for a world war three right yeah. now over defending Israel. Right. And so it's like, we just going to have to get through. These are prophesied times. And this is where our testimony now is going to be tried. And I've always said, when I worked in the state, you need to have your own testimony right now. You're going to need your own testimony going forward. You can't live on a borrowed test anymore. You have to really read that book, the book of Mormon. And you really have to understand that book, read it slow the other guy that comment, I can't find that comment either. That going into what you said earlier, the guy had asked, he said, Hey, you know, why is there no modern day scripture today that warned us of these trying times we're going through now? You know, what would you answer that? The the Book of Mormon does a very good job about warning us against immorality. So, I mean, why, why make a differentiation? Immorality is immorality. It's the same thing. It's know? the same thing. It's the same thing. Immorality, you know, immorality. A, and there was immorality that yeah. existed too. So it's the same thing. There's the, there's a purpose behind sex. There's a purpose behind, you know, having a man and a woman be married. It's not because, you know, it, it, the it, what it is, is that so we can have a family, right? And having families... Um, a mother and a father. It's scientifically proven that these are 
the best, most ideal situations for children to be raised. It doesn't mean that nowadays we live in in, in an era where we have, you know, um, different kinds of families, not not the nuclear family. I remember taking a class in college that, uh, you know, was talking about those different kinds of families. And I'm like, well, you know, it's okay to talk about the different kinds of families, but why do you have to put on the title of this chapter, undoing the nuclear family? And that's where I have a problem because now we have to have a portion of society trying to indoctrinate the rest of the world that this is the way we have to believe from now, you know. But the reality is, is that mother, father, having children, and those children being raised in a decent home is the most ideal situation. And it's God's way. It's the way we were created. And um, that's not going to change. So any other form of sexuality, um, as much as we love our LGBTQ, you know, friends and and family members, great, you know, that's not going to stop. But it's still not going to get you to exaltation. It's not going to allow you to, to, to have the greatest understanding of the gospel and to live your happiest life here in this in this life or the next. Um, I can't imagine not being around my children. You know that would be a, a big bummer. I'm hey. glad I made the choice to have a family. And, and you know, I miss my daughter. I truly I'm do. sure you do. Yeah. But, but, you know, I, I can't imagine her, being in that situation. I, I told her, I said, you can come back, but you can't come back with this attitude. I'm sorry. I cannot allow it in here. I got to protect your brothers and sisters, right? You yeah. can come back, you can be here, but we're not going to discuss your lifestyle and anything else, right? That's just not going to be a topic of discussion because it's not something that I want your brothers and sisters to have to deal with. You know, I'm going to teach them how the Lord wants them to be. And I don't, I, 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 I need my in my home i need to have that protection right and yeah. that's the problem i had to fortify my home look these yeah. are times these are prophetic times when father son will go against father father against son daughter against mother mother against daughter these are those times right now and this is looks like one of those sensitive hot buttons right now right this in the whole you know do you support the jews or do you support you know the hoodie who you supporting, right? And so it's it, those are hot buttons right now. And there's going to be more hot buttons, Jeff, because Satan likes chaos. All of his leaders on this earth, from Lenin, Stalin, Hitler, Mussolini, Mao, they all divided the people first culturally. Mm-hmm. Culturally, and even Hitler used the gays, right? So this is no this is no new tactic to Lucifer. And I, and I would bet you, I wasn't there, haven't talked to a Nephite, couldn't interview a Nephite yet that I can find it's still alive. However, I would, I would imagine that, you know, the two plus two in this one, probably most probably that they had the same issues amongst the Nephite people too, when they became basically immoral. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, when we're talking about the Nephites though, here's, here's what a lot, a lot of us over, overlook. When we're talking about the Nephites. We're talking about the saints. We're talking about the church. Now, maybe not all were members, not all were active, but that was, you know, where the records were kept, where the church leadership was kept, the church authority was kept, or amongst those Nephites, right? And so you're going to have that 
corruption always. Look, if the church is true, oh, then Satan's going to do everything he can do to try to put corruption into it. And we just have to understand that. And he's going to do everything he can do to try to mess it up and confuse the people. And this is going to be a time where, you know, I would disagree with the leadership saying, we need to, have, you know, this is a time for our faith. I said, no, it's a time for us to actually go out and research. But I get what they're saying now. Because right now, what it's going to come down to is going to be just basic faith we're going to have to hold on to, right? Yeah. Because this is going to be a challenge for a lot of people. It's not going to challenge you. It's not going to challenge myself because we've already had these challenges. We've already been out there. We know what these communities are like. We, we know the reality to it. And we can understand, you know, maybe I don't like seeing this, this toxic compassion like I was talking about earlier. Because I think it becomes so compassionate, it's toxic. That's why I think Alma 42 was a whole chapter on that type of compassion, right? Alma's son, he was that way. And that was a warning for us today. Remember that book is for us today. And I think we could, so the scriptures actually are full of warnings. We just have to take, go ahead. No, I think you're right. You you just touched on something there, and I didn't mean to butt in on you, but the Book of Mormon, there is an answer. You know, if you want to, if you want to learn more about what's going on in your life, and you have questions, well, those questions can be answered by the Book of Mormon. Just because explicitly it's not coming out and denouncing, you know, homosexuality in the Book of Mormon, doesn't mean that, you know, that there's a standard, a higher standard of, of, of the way we need to be taught, and that we can be taught by reading the Book of Mormon and have a testimony of this is the right way. I don't think it's a bad, it's not a matter of going and saying, hey, you're living the wrong way, because that's condemnation. It's more about, this is the way to live. If you really want to have exaltation, if you really want to live the happiest that you can possibly live in this life, you know, um, then you're going to have to read the Book of Mormon and find it delicious, find it um feast on the words of the Book of Mormon. And then you'll be able to understand the Bible a little bit better. You know, um, I think the Book of Mormon was written for us during our age, and everything that we are coming across in our life right now, we can really kind of overcome through really understanding the Book of Mormon verse by verse, line upon line. Well, you know, Jeff, this isn't something, though, that's just not orchestrated. This isn't something that's coming out of the blue. This is something that's been orchestrated in the past. It's orchestrated now. We can go into that. I did an individual video today on the World Economic Forum, United Nations, and the, their 2050 and 2030 agendas, and et cetera. I, w- I talked about that stuff today in an individual video that we'll pump out this week, too. But this is an orchestrated effort so that laws can be passed to strip us of our religious freedom. That's what this is about. Um, and that's what Stalin was all about. That's what communism was all about. You know, Marx, Karl Marx, his whole idea was, uh, what was it? Religion was the opioid of, you know, society, you know, and and um, it's and, and it's it's taking elements that are so important to those that that seek to have Jesus Christ in their lives and, and other religions or, you know, it's not just isolated to to Christian religions, um, you know, Muslims as well. And and you start you're starting to see Muslims fight back on that, you know, because they don't want their children being indoctrinated in schools either. Come to you know come come to find out, even though a lot of them voted, you know, more left leaning. But you know, it's nowadays. I think what we're going to start seeing is you're going to see the left and the right 
because it's been so divided, they're going to have to kind of come to terms and realize that, you know, um, most of us kind of agree on most, most things, you know, we've allowed modern day media to, to indoctrinate us and pull us apart. But, you know, Marxism has always wanted to, to, to make religion a thing of the past. And you think you're going to get, you're going to get a a blue to sit down with you and have a conversation about that. That's going to be a a dialogue that will be beneficial for both parties. You really think that's going to happen at this point right now? I think right now, there's so much division right now. People just don't want to talk about it. If you say, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm going to vote for Trump," you know, you might get clobbered in the head, you know, with a baseball bat. You know, and I'm sure the other day when I was had had my conversation with my next door neighbor, and she was not she's not a Trump fan, and you know, I just I just made a comment like, "Well, Biden's uh, not great," <laughs> you know. Um, and and I can see why people don't like Trump. I mean, he's free picking there when it comes to you know being able to to bash on Trump. But and I don't want to get into that too much. But I I don't think that we're that far away from being able to have better conversations. I think it's something that um, it's needed. I think once you know, I mean, I live in a blue state. You live in a blue state. Uh, I think that we need to have freedom of speech, and I think at a certain point we're going to have to start talking about politics but jeff jeff you're talking about people who want the constitution the constitution we have now that's that spurned freedom throughout the world that really did okay nothing ever did the, the document ever did that had that kind of impact ever before you're talking about those who want the constitution those who do not want the constitution you're talking about the difference between marxists so we're, we're against we're against the people that don't want the constitution Okay, but but most of the blue does not want the Constitution. Now, look, here's an example. Here's a, a side example. What's going on right now in Texas, the border issue, right? Yeah. 25, what, 26 states now have stood up and said, we're backing you, okay? To one degree or another, we're going to back you on this, Texas. All Republicans, not one Democrat, not one blue state said, hey, we're going to protect the border for the American people because they don't care about America, Jeff. The border's open to self-destruct America. It's called the great replacement. It's to brown out America. And I want to jump onto that today because I know we're trying to keep this at a spiritual um, points, but there is an agenda behind this. And I wish, I hope that you're correct. But unfortunately, I think we're, we're way past it. This had to take place years ago, this conversation. But they don't want that, Jeff. The Marxists have never wanted that. And the attack on America, you know, if, if, if one goes back and looks at the, at the 1990 Sao Paulo Forum that took place to revive communism here the year after the, the wall was taken down Berlin, right? And this was ordered by Russia through Castro to come over here in Cuba, right? To come to, come to, the, to South America to revitalize communism. And basically, they took socialism. They call it socialism, socialism of the 21st century, right? Siglo And... <laughs> They basically made it fascism, true fascism, not the type of fascism that you hear people talking about in the news. That's not fascism. Fascism on the left. It's, it's a police state, right? Yeah. But it involves your corporations like today, you know, your social media, your Amazons, your, 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 your Jeff, your Jeff Bezos, but your, your, your Zuckerberg's too, right? Your, your, your Instagram, your Facebook, all that's involved, right? Your big corporations, all those are involved in fascism like you're seeing today. Now, I thank you for being with us. 
on Courageous Conviction. Remember, there's five episodes each week that we put out. We have to go down a lot of rabbit holes, so stay with us. Hit the thumbs up, subscribe, and don't miss tomorrow's episode on Courageous Conviction. Mm -hmm.